Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to the Heredity Podcast. In this episode, we'll look at genetic structuring of the small spotted cat shark across the Mediterranean. The small spotted cat shark exists throughout the Mediterranean, and whilst it's listed by the IUCN as least concern, it was considered overexploited in a recent stock assessment. It's also an important species to science, as several thousand egg cases are produced annually for genomics studies. Small coastal sharks with low dispersal abilities like this species are expected to show strong genetic differentiation, especially in areas like the Mediterranean with such complex geomorphology. I spoke to Panayotis Kasapidis from the Hellenic Centre for Marine Research in Greece. He and his team wanted to identify the genetic structuring of the small spotted cat shark across the Mediterranean and to do so at different spatial scales, that is within and between marine basins. They also wanted to identify current and historical barriers to gene flow and to assess the demographic histories of the different populations. Here's Panayotis. The small spotted catsuck, Stiliornus canicula, is one of the smallest catsuck species and the most abundant in the European insular waters. It uh, usually stays close to the bottom of the sea and it doesn't move very far. So we expect that this species has low dispersal ability. Also, it's a species of low concern as it is quite abundant. Its populations are considered to be in quite good shape. But uh, recent studies have shown that the species in some of its populations exhibit decline because of the fishery pressure. This species is not a very important commercial species, it's of moderate importance, but it still is fished in high numbers. Generally then, in terms of all sharks, you know, what aspects of sharks' life histories affect their genetic differentiation? Different studies on sharks have shown that genetic differentiation uh, of its species is mainly dependent on its dispersal ability, which has to do also with the size of the shark, but also of the other life history characteristics. So species that they are demersal, they live close to the bottom, they are smaller, they are expected to exhibit high genetic differentiation. Also, all shark species, they don't produce pelagic eggs. They lay eggs so that they are attached on the bottom. So the dispersal uh, of this uh, species is mainly done through the movements of the adults. So in this study then, you looked at genetic structuring and historical demography to identify barriers to gene flow. We mainly focused on the Mediterranean Sea. Mediterranean has uh, several marine bases that uh, some of them are semi-isolated like the Aegean Sea and the Adriatic there are also many deep marine basins, uh, up to five and more thousand meters. So these deep basins are unsuitable habitat for the small spotted catsark. So we assume that it may not be able to cross these uh, regions. 
So we expect that because of its life history characteristics, this species may exhibit high genetic differentiation in this area. I should say here that other species have been studied in this area, similar species with similar life history characteristics, like the thornback ray. But in this case, uh, it was found out that uh, this species does not exhibit any differentiation in the mitochondrial DNA level. So we used two types of markers, mitochondrial DNA sequences and microsatellite DNA markers to study the genetic differentiation of these species, mainly in the Mediterranean Sea. And you were interested in this genetic structuring between these basins that you mentioned, but also within the basins. Yes. So within one basin, we had several samples, but also we had samples from different basins, like from the Ionian, from the Balearic Islands, and from the coast of Algeria. And we also included sequences that we found in the genetic database uh, from uh, the Levantine basins, from the coast of Egypt, and from the Atlantic. So let's hear the results then. What kind of genetic structuring did your mitochondrial and nuclear markers reveal? Both types of markers we used, mitochondrial DNA and microsatellite DNA, revealed a strong genetic differentiation between Eastern and Western Mediterranean. Especially mitochondrial DNA exhibited a pattern where we had uh, a central haplotype in the phylogenetic network, which was found in all the populations we studied. And then we had haplotypes that seemed to be only found in the Western Mediterranean or the Eastern Mediterranean. There, there was an exception in the Levantine basins where we observed haplotypes from both areas, from Eastern and Western Mediterranean, and we assumed that in this area there was migration from Eastern or Western Mediterranean, so maybe there was uh, somehow a contrary conduct of these two uh, different uh, groups. So you identified some strong genetic differentiation between the East and West. First of all, have you identified what the, the barriers to gene flow were there? We assume that maybe the sequelotination strait, the short strait between uh, Sicily and Tunisia, which during the glacial times is, becomes very narrow, maybe this was a barrier to gene flow. But then our data showed that the barriers are actually the deep marine basins and not this region. This we were able to find out because we had samples uh, from different areas across uh, similar spatial scales. So we have a sample from Aegean across a spatial scale of uh, 300 kilometers, and these uh, population samples were, didn't exhibit any differentiation because all this area is quite shallow, so the slug species can uh, move uh, around. On the other hand, at a similar spatial scale between Balearic Islands and Algeria, we found a very strong genetic differentiation. This was probably due to the deep uh, marine basin, the Balearic abyssal plain that exists in this area. So we assume that uh, actually the barrier to the G-flow of the species is these deep marine basins present in the Mediterranean Sea. Do your results match results from studies in other shark species around the Mediterranean? Not actually. There's another species that has been extensively studied in the Mediterranean, the thornback ray, Raja clavata. In this case, it was found that in the Mediterranean, the populations are undifferentiated at the mitochondrial DNA level. They just share a single 
acetylmetoxidase aprotype. And this suggests a strong bottleneck and, and a subsequent isolation of these Mediterranean populations from the Atlantic. On the other hand, uh, we found out that uh, in our case also we had a central single aplotype, but also had further uh, differentiation. So we assume that maybe in our case, similar event had happened much earlier in the past. I mean, an invasion or an expansion of an acetyl population from a refugium uh, that went through a bottleneck. So one single haplotype was spread all along the Mediterranean, and then at a later stage, these populations uh, were isolated and differentiated. And you weren't just looking at the contemporary genetic structuring, you also were inferring about the historical demography. How have these populations changed over the Pleistocene? So uh, we assume that uh, populations that had very little differentiation, we consider them as one unit, and for each of them we checked the historical demography with different uh, methodologies. So we found out that there were contrasting patterns of uh, historical demography. For example, in the Aegean uh, region, we found out that the population exhibited a pattern of stable or slightly declining uh, size, while in in the Western Mediterranean, we found that the population there exhibited a pattern of uh, expansion. And have you got any idea what it was about the Ice Ages during the Pleistocene that, that you know, led to these two different demographic histories? Yes, during the Pleistocene we had the sea level uh, was changing a lot and also the coastline and uh, marine basins. So in the case of the Aegean Sea, we have an area where during the glacial periods, this area was uh, mainly transformed into land and uh, to a suitable habitat for the most public Cossack. So this region was uh, diminished and there was less habitat for the Cossack population there to survive. So we assume that all these changes have a negative effect on the population, so they carried a stable or declining uh, state. While in the Western Mediterranean, there, we don't have the complex structure that we found in the Aegean. The Aegean Sea has several islands that they are, during the Ice Ages, they are connected, uh, they are transformed into bigger land masses. While in the Western Mediterranean, there, the seascape is less fragmented, and also Western Mediterranean communicates with the Atlantic Ocean. So there, uh, during the Indo-Classic periods, the species uh, has the opportunity to expand its populations and territory, while in the Aegean, the Aegean is delimited to the south by a very deep trench, the Hellenic trench, so it's a barrier for the species dispersal. So the species somehow is trapped in the Aegean with very little opportunities to exchange individuals with neighboring populations. Now that we have this more rigorous understanding of the science behind the the cat shark populations, how is that going to aid our conservation of this species? The strong differentiation that uh, we detected uh, has several uh, conservation and management uh, implications. First, we found that there are different stocks in the Mediterranean, so these stocks should be managed uh, separately. So we were able at least to identify four stocks, of the Balearic Islands, of the Algerian coast, in the Ionian and in the Aegean uh, Sea, and this can be considered separate management units. 
And also, the deep marine basins are a strong barrier to the species' uh, connectivity. So this should be taken into account because in areas that are semi-isolated, such as the Aegean Sea, the Atlantic Sea, the Balearic Islands, their populations may be more vulnerable to overexploitations and more difficult to recover after collapse. That was Panayotis Kassipidis. And that's it for this episode. Join us again next time for another edition of the Heredity Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 